Welcome to the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Podcast. I want you to be rich. Yes, I want abundant financial success for your business. But I don't just care about your business making money. I care about you too. I want you to be rich in happiness, in the impact you make, in your relationships, and in how you give back. I'm Anna. I built my six-figure business as a side hustle while I was pregnant with my daughter in 2016. Now I've helped dozens of women do the same. I'm here to help you build a profitable, heart-centered, fully booked business with the latest tips on sales and visibility, with proven mindset hacks, and sneak peeks behind the scenes with what's working right now in the online space and in my business. Ready to make more money with heart? Let's go. Hi, hi, my friends. I'm so excited to chat with you today about the number one skill that you can master as an entrepreneur to make more sales in your business. Um, And this is the thing, like when I first started off in the online space, I started off because I loved coaching, right? I knew I wanted to quit my therapy day job. I knew I wanted to like lean into coaching, but I don't think I realized that I would also have to build these additional skill sets, right? (laughs) And like, for example, sales, like that's a skill set that's usually outside of what you do as a business owner, right? Then as you grow, then you have to have additional skill sets, like managing a team, right? (laughs) Learning how to be someone's boss, learning how to hire and give team feedback, right? And so I just want to give you you permission today as we talk about skill sets, right? To like put on this hat of like, it's okay to learn. It's okay to be a beginner. It's okay to be a newbie, right? I think like, especially as high-performing women, we get really good at stuff, right? And so it can kind of be like an ego thing to be like, oh, I don't want to start from the beginning. I don't want to be a newbie. I don't want to be ice skating and falling on my booty a lot, right? instead of really embracing that, like in entrepreneurship, like part of what our magic is, is being okay that we're always a beginner, right? Being okay that we're always falling on our booty, being okay to look silly, right? Because what is at stake being able to impact people, being able to make limitless income, right? Is worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to look silly. It's worth it to be sometimes misunderstood. And so I just want you to ask yourself, like, what is it that I need to like drop? Where is it in my ego that I just need to like put at the door so that I can really go after the money and the impact I want to make this year, right? Am I willing to be a newbie when it comes to like some of the skill sets that I need to learn? Um, So that's just what I wanted to share to you today as just I open up and talk to you about this skill. So how this came along, I'm going to like leave you wondering what it is one more time. If you've like followed me for any length of time, you probably already know what the skill is, right? But like why this came up is I'm actually working on finishing a workbook that I'm creating for my clients in the new course that I created, Get and Coach, which teaches you like not just how to get clients, right? But how to serve and coach clients. And so in this workbook that I'm finishing up this week, I have detailed out my favorite coaching skills that I've learned like from my education, from my own experience, from working with coaches. And I'm really low-key obsessed with this workbook, right? I really have like dozens of coaching skills and tools that I've outlined, but there's one of these skills. That's my favorite of the whole workbook. And like, When I teach women how to coach, like this is the one skill that's the most important (laughs) and not just for coaching, but for sales. Okay. So that's really why I wanted to like spend this time sharing with you about this skill, because I feel like not only is it like the number one skill as a coach, but it actually happens to overlap and be the number one skill that you can master to get better at sales. Okay. Spoiler alert. It's listening. (laughs) 
<laughs> I couldn't hold back anymore. Um, you know, if you listen to one of my early podcasts, I shared the three main skills for sales and that's listening, coaching, and leading. And today I just want to spend a whole episode talking about this powerful skill of what I'm going to call like listening and full presence. Um, because I feel like like really the biggest gift you can give your potential clients, right? Yes. It's great to, you know, obviously in this coaching workbook, I outline like 24 of my favorite tools, right? <laughs> I love using different tools and interventions and strategies. I love using creativity, right? But I think at the end of the day, the biggest gift you can give your clients is that consistent, safe space where they can feel supported through the ups and downs. And as they go through their goal, they know that you'll be there for them, right? Your ability to listen and be fully present is the ultimate coaching skill, right? And I really think we underestimate the power of our presence in our work, right? So like, even if you're not a coach, even if you're a strategist, even if you're a VA, right? Even if you're a done for you beauty, it's just remembering that like, yes, you doing things for your clients is powerful, right? But more than anything, you being there and you being in their corner is the biggest gift, that listening, that full presence, right? So today I want to talk to you about this, about listening, about full presence, because again, I truly believe it's a game changer in sales and how you feel in sales, right? And how your potential clients feel in sales. Because I think so often, you know, we feel icky about sales and that's where things start to go wonky, right? But what I have found for my clients is the better I can get them feeling about sales, number one, the more sales actions they take, but number two, the more that their sales convert because their heart is in it, right? They're not feeling resistance when they go to write that sales email, when they go to hop on the sales call, they're excited, they're vibrant, they're flowy, they're themselves, they're authentic, they're at ease, right? And that's going to feel so different than like, oh my gosh, I'm writing the sales email. I don't want to put anyone out. I feel guilty, right? You see how like the energy shifts. So really my goal for you by the end of listening to this is for you to feel different about sales, for you to feel excited about sales, right? And I think a big way you can do that is realizing that one of the biggest skills of sales is this attribute you probably already are fairly good at, right? Maybe you need to improve this skill, but my guess is you know how to listen. I even want you to like, think about right now, close your eyes and tell me one person that you're two things. I want you to tell me one person that you know, who's really good at listening to you. Who's one person that you always feel heard by? Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a coach, right? But who's someone that you feel like when you speak to them, they pay attention to you. They put their phone down. They um, make eye contact with you. They, um, if you give them feedback, they listen. Like who's someone that you feel like gives you their gift of full presence and listening? I would love to hear who pops up for you if you want to share that with me. And then who's someone that even if you feel like, oh, I'm really not the best listener, who's someone that you never have a hard time listening to? Like think about times when you are a good listener. I would love for you to like reflect and think about that as we... um go through this. Okay. So I want to share with you like a little bit of a story as we like think through this. <laughs> so when I started off as a coach, I actually put 
the word listen in Sharpie and stuck it in the upper right hand of my computer because I really felt like, um, and this is so normal when you're starting out, right? It can be so normal as if you're feeling insecure in sales, in coaching, whatever it is, right? To feel like you have to fill the space, to feel like your presence isn't enough, right? For me, I'm kind of like a doer by nature. I'm a helper by nature, right? I'm a fixer by nature. And so that listening part, it's a little bit of you surrendering control. And for me, over the last five years of my life, I've gotten really good at surrendering control. (laughs) And just because like life has gone awry and I realize, like, oh my gosh, like I really don't have control over this. I really have to trust God. I really have to like just really, you know, trust that like the universe has my best interest at heart, right? That like I can like relax a little bit. And as I've been able to surrender, the listening has come so much more naturally, right? But at the start of my business, I really feel like I had to make the conscious choice, right? To listen to listen, to be present, to trust, right? This is what I write about it too. This means using the tool of listening, right? Means that you are, I'm going to be, but I want to train you a little bit on listening, right? (laughs) This is what I wrote. Using the, (laughs) the tool of listening means that you are quiet more than you are talking, right? It means surrendering the need to be seen as the expert. It means surrendering what the outcome is, right? The biggest gift we can give our clients here is like that safe ear and same thing on our sales calls, right? Same thing when we're showing up and we're selling and we're helping people make a buying decision. It's really surrendering the outcome. It's really being present. It's really being vulnerable. You've heard me say this before. Sales is one of the most vulnerable things you can do. And I think we make it wrong that we feel vulnerable selling. We make it feel wrong that we're vulnerable when we're doing a live, when we're showing up on stories, right? When we're putting an email, when we're on a sales call. But I actually think if you're feeling vulnerable as you sell, you're doing something right because you're putting your heart on the line, right? You actually care about what you sell. You're not just sharing, selling a school bus, right? You're selling your coaching, you're selling your VA work, right? You're selling something that matters to you. So it's okay for it to feel vulnerable, right? So what this means, so in practice, right? What I put here is like, it means listening. (laughs) Here's some examples, right? For me, it means that when I'm with a potential client on a sales call, it means when I'm within a client with an actual session, sometimes I'll have an epic thought in the middle of someone talking, right? But instead of talking, I let them process and I write that thought down in a notebook, right? Or I release that thought, I surrender it and trust that something else is going to come back when the time is right, right? For me, being able to listen and be fully present means taking a minute to recenter before I have a client session, right? It means um, before I hop on Facebook Live, making sure that I drink some water and that I ate right? It means taking care of yourself so you can show up fully for that moment for that client, right? It means allowing yourself to enjoy the moment. What I have found so much for me as I've been more present in sales, more present with clients, it really feels like um, more listening. Yeah, like, duh. (laughs) More surrendering, more letting go, more trusting, right? And again, like that being fully present, I want you to ask yourself, what does it feel like in my body when I'm fully present in sales, but honestly, just in your life, 
what does it look like? For me, at first, it feels a little uncomfortable. And sometimes it feels like I want to busy myself. But then I drop in and it feels like magic. It feels like floating in the water. Think about floating for a second, right? Floating is both wonderful and it's also terrifying, right? I remember when I first learned to float when I was in swim wet lessons when I was a little girl and I was so scared of floating. And eventually my swim teacher, when I was like four or five, had this amazing idea. And I remember him saying like, okay, Anna, you float, but you can hold my finger. (laughs) Now we know that me holding his finger didn't do anything. Like me holding his finger is not what kept me afloat, right? I was float, but as soon as I was able to hold his finger, I was able to float perfectly, right? Because I had that belief that he was helping me float, right? And I really think um, so much of being able to be present, right? Is us being able to trust in that moment to like release and relax and let go in order to flow. I had to kind of just like, let go. I had to relax. I had to trust, you know, and for me holding onto that finger was useful. (laughs) And so for you, like ask yourself what that finger is right for you. Maybe it's like, you know, in sales, like having your coaching question, your sales questions written down, right? So that if you do draw a blank, you can go back to that. Right. For me, It's like prayer and being able to surrender and trust, right? That there's God, that there is a higher power out there that like has my best interest in mind. But I really feel like full presence and listening in your life, in business, with clients, with sales is kind of this feeling of um, surrender, right? Um, And for me too, it's like almost that unquantifiable, unquantifiable part of coaching. That's a little bit magic, the unquantifiable part when you're in a sales call with someone and you're just, um, listening to where they're stuck. You're not like, so here's a beautiful thing about heart-centered sales, right? You're willing to have the conversation, right? You're willing to be direct. You're willing to be able to say like, I would love to work with you. What I offer will change your life, right? You're able to be direct and lead, but you're also be able, able to totally surrender and let go. And you're able to say, but you make the choice right? But there's no pressure. You decide what works best for you. You trust your heart. You trust your gut. And I think so often we forget one of those energies. We forget to be direct and assertive, or we forget to surrender and let go and trust that the other person can make their best choice, right? And I really feel like what happens when we're fully present is we can do both, right? We really can be assertive and direct and sell, but we also can be super detached and super trusting of our clients and their own decision and their own process. Process, right? And this, I think, is like where the magic comes in full presence, right? For me, full presence means um, just surrendering to the moment and like that, the unknown, right? And for me, when I'm fully present with a potential client on a sales call, right? It means sometimes there's silence. It means sometimes I say, I don't know. It means sometimes I ask them hard questions, right? And I think like when we get into that energy, like that's where sales start to convert really well, but we're like so unwilling to do that, right? I think also when you're fully present for sales conversations like that, it really helps you write the best marketing copy. Just like, just going to say it, right? Because you're really able to see and be present for what your potential clients are thinking right before they buy from you. You're able to hear and see what their hesitations are, what their concerns are, what their fears are, right? And for me, I love and feel so blessed when a client shares a hesitation, a concern with me, right? That's vulnerable. I think we're so hesitant to hear like people's objections. I love an objection. 
rejection because it means they're really close to buying from you, right? Who has heard someone say like Maria does amazing wardrobe consulting? Who has heard someone say like, oh, those jeans are too expensive for me, right? That's actually a good thing because that person's saying, I want those jeans, but they're too expensive, right? Or maybe someone says like, oh, I would love to buy that book, but I don't have the time to read it, right? People's objections mean they want the thing. They just have a block in the way of it, right? And so I love, 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 love hearing objections because it's just so useful to hear what's holding people back from buying your service or product, right? I think we're so enmeshed with us as our service and product we feel so closely tied to it instead of relaxing and releasing it a little bit, right? And really trusting at the end of the day that um, you can help someone make a buying decision even though you're the thing they're buying, right? And so when you hear some of those objections, right? It's just so, so useful because then you can write your marketing copy to that, right? And then you can figure out, is this objection something I can solve or help the client hold space for? Or like, actually, no, you're right. You shouldn't buy my thing, right? It's just so useful. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's see. That's basically all I wanted to share with you today. I hope that that was helpful as you think about that skill of listening. Oh, I have actually four questions I want to ask you to help you refine this skill. Um, Listening, full presence. And I just want you to ask yourself, not from a place of judgment, right? But from a place of opportunity for growth. Where in my life, where in my business can I bring in the skill of listening and full presence more so that my business can grow with more ease? Where in my sales process can I bring in listening and full presence more so that I can convert sales like wildfire, right? Where with my current clients, can I bring in the gift and the skill of listening and full presence more so that my clients can get better results, right? Like I shared, like literally in the coaching skills workbook that I created for my clients of dozens and dozens of coaching skills and interventions that I'm like really proud of. And they're really good and they're really magic, right? Like, but honestly, I would much rather you, if you're a coach, forget all of the skills and just master listening and full presence. If you could only master one, because that's going to be the thing that every day, all day changes the game for your clients and your business, right? So how do we like, again, surrender our ego as coaches and say like, I'm going to surrender all the fancy interventions until I can fully master listening and presence, right? Okay. So I have four questions for you that I would, would love for you to think on and ponder on as you're embracing. But first, I just want you to affirm if you're listening to this out loud, I want you to say right now, I am so good at listening. I am so good at being fully present, even if you're like, "Mm, but am I, but am I right? (laughs) It's so important that you start to take that on as your identity. You know, that I believe in one of my favorite coaching theories, the solution focused coaching, right? And what that theory says is it's so important that we start to look for the evidence of where we're already good at it, right? Where are the times that you are already good at listing? Where are the times where it's so easy? Like, let me know, let me know, like what's one thing, what's one part of your life that it's so easy for you to be fully present in. I'll go first. I love when I'm at the beach, I am fully present. I don't know why, but I'm like captivated by the waves. I'm like captivated by the sand, right? When I am playing with my kids at the park, I am fully present, right? What are those things where you're already fully present? Right now I can say with certainty, like when I'm on a group coaching call, when I'm on sell with heart and with one of my pods, I'm fully present and it's magic. Right. And I think like the more we're fully present, 
like, as I was even visualizing those things, like I got kind of like a little buzz, right. Cause I was like, oh, it feels so good to like be lost in the moment with my kids at the park. It feels so good to be lost at the beach. It feels so good to be on a group call and just like lost in the moment with those women and like have feel like the magic energy. It's like that, that unquantifiable thing. Right. And so I think it's asking yourself, like, once you get the magic of full presence and the magic of listening, then it's easy to do it more and more. But when you're still training yourself in that skill, I think it's like really looking for, for little ways you already are, even if it's outside of with clients or in sales, right? Cause you're like, how, I don't want to be fully present in a sales call. Blah. <laughs> okay. So number one, here's, so these are four questions I want you to consider. Okay. Who do you know? I asked you this earlier. Who do you know that listens to you really well? Who's someone in your life that you're like, oh, they're a good listener. When I'm around them, I feel so listened to. What is it that they are doing or not doing that makes you feel like they're listening? What is it that they're doing or not doing that makes you feel like they're fully present? What is it? What? Think about that for a second. What is it? What is it that makes you feel like, oh, they're with me in the moment. I'll tell you what it is for me. And I would love to hear what it is for you. For me, like it's, they're not looking at their phone, <laughs> the eye contact. It almost like when someone feels like almost like fascinated by me, when someone like allows silence, when someone, um, it, it almost feels like love and I'm not trying to like make this weird. Right. But I think full presence listening is love in its purest form, right? Like when that other person is, um, at peace with themselves, right? Then they can give that peace to someone else, right? Uh, a book that I read when I was really young that I'm not going to say the name because I don't recommend it. I should say, <laughs> no, I shouldn't. I'm like, should I credit it? Uh, okay. It's the book Captivating. I read it when I was young. I like parts of that book. I absolutely do not like other parts of that book. I do not necessarily recommend it, but I want to credit it. <laughs> and what the author said in that book is that a woman is most beautiful when she is at rest. I kind of believe it. I also believe like there's that side of like, also a woman is beautiful when she's like working and getting shiz done, right? But I think what the author was keying into is like, so often as women, we don't give ourselves permission to rest. And that really stuck out with me in my college year. And I realized that like when I rested, when I was at peace, I gave other women permission to rest and be at peace. And I think one of the biggest gifts we can give our, our clients, our potential clients, when we're at peace, when we're confident, when we have that still energy, it's magnetic, isn't it? It's radiant. It feels so good and safe and comfortable and cushy and cozy. And it feels like a hug and it feels like love. Right. And so I really ask like, who's that person that makes you feel that way? And my guess is they're really like at peace with themselves. They're really confident, right? So that's what comes up for me when I think about the people that really listen to me well, right? Second question is, what does it look like and feel like when you're listening well? What does it look like? What does it feel like? For me, again, it's like that ability to have silence, right? The ability to like be present and lost in the moment with that person, not thinking about something from the past that just happened, not thinking about what I have to get to next, but really like being lost in that moment, trusting, surrendering. 
it feels at first uncomfortable if I'm like kind of an anxiety brain, but then it feels really good and buttery and delicious and calm and spiritual. It feels like God is with us <laughs> like not to go there, but I just did. Okay. Number three question. What does it look like and feel like when you're not listening and how do you gently redirect yourself? <laughs> do you like that? So for me, all the, I mean, it's like not judging ourselves all the time. I'm not listening all the time. I'm not fully present. Right. But it's like, how do you redirect yourself back to listening in presence? So like with my kids all the time, like I'm just like on the go, I'm a busy woman. Right. So for me, when I'm not listening to my kids, usually like I'm multitasking, I'm on the phone. I'm like, okay, I put them off. Right. It, it, but for me, I redirect myself by just noticing noticing, right? Noticing I'm not listening, noticing I'm not present, not like judging myself, but being able to redirect, oh, I'm not really listening right now. Or maybe I'm with a potential client on a sales call, right? And then my mind starts squirreling off into something else, right? Redirecting myself back. I love this analogy that someone shared about meditation, right? Not that I'm very good at meditation, so don't take my word for it. But I love this analogy of like, when you're meditating, and I try to do this on Shavasana during yoga, right? It's normal for thoughts to come into our mind as we're trying to like meditate and clear out our mind, right? But as the thoughts come back, come into our mind, ooh, I got to go do this afterwards. Instead of attaching to them, allowing them to pass by like clouds in the sky. How beautiful is that, right? Of course, the thought's going to pop into my head. I'm not going to make myself wrong for having a thought, but I'm just going to like let it go and trust that it's going to come back. Right. Or like I talked about, like, if you really have a thought jotting it down, but for the most part, like letting it go, like a cloud in the sky, letting it pass. Right. So that I can be fully present. I love that analogy. Um, so that's how I gently direct myself as I just notice, I don't make myself wrong. And then I return to being present. Right. Or I also ask myself, like, is there something I need to do so that I can be fully present? Like sometimes I'll tell my kids like, okay, babe, I've got to like get this little thing done. And then I'm going to play with you for 20 minutes or whatever. Right. Or maybe if it, if I'm with a client and I think like, Ooh, I have this to do thing I need to do after I'll jot it down and then I'll return. Right. Okay. Number four, what's one word one key phrase or one thing you can focus on to be a better listener in your personal life and with your potential clients and with your current clients, right? For me, again, it's as simple as the phrase, listen, literally, I told you this, right? Like literally I had in Sharpie, a post-it note that said, listen on my computer for like the first year in my business. And it was a huge help. It was a huge help, right? And I think it we make ourselves wrong, but like, of course, it's hard to listen. Our world is freaking noisy. Of course, it's hard to be fully present. There's a lot that's always trying to pull us into the past, pull us into the future, right? I would love to hear from you. Does your mind usually get more pulled into the past, a regret, or into the future, an anxiety? right? And really just being aware of that and being able to surrender that, right? And return back to trust. You know, like, I really feel like, like not to get personal here, but like, you know, I always do. So I really feel like for me, like as I, you know, went through my divorce, I think a really big thing that I learned and I just feel like it really grew me closer to God in the sense of realizing like, I because I'm high achieving, because I'm high performing, like I really had this, this idea that I have control over everything because it's like the opposite of being disempowered, right? At the end of the day, 
it's nice to have the belief that like what I do makes a difference, right? The opposite is if you have a client and they feel like they're in this victim mindset or they feel like nothing I do will make a difference. I almost had the opposite where it felt like it's only going to get done if I do it. If I don't do it, the sky is going to fall down. I'm the only one I can rely on. I can't rely on anyone else, right? And I think we just need to be careful there. Just like we don't want to slip into feeling disempowered, right? We also don't want to slip into being feeling like the pressure is only on us. And that's why every day in my daily check-in, you guys know, I ask myself six questions every day for my daily check-in or almost every day. (laughs) And one of them is like, yes, what am I going to do? What actions am I going to take? What are my priorities? So important that you actually get shit done. Right. But the other part is like, what am I going to surrender? What am I going to realize is that part that's like not in my control, that I'm not the only one. And for me, like, this is where my faith comes into account big time. For me, I'm a big believer in God and a big believer that like, yes, it's me, but also it's God leading me and guiding me and carrying the other half, right? As a single mom, it's knowing that like, yes, it's my responsibility to be the best mom ever, but also God loves my babies and is caring for my babies and he has their back. And he's brought a lot of amazing adults into their life to care for them and love them, right? That's the surrender that I'm talking about. We can only do so much. And then there's some things we can't control. On a sales call, you're going to show up. You're going to sell. You're going to hold space. You're going to be heart-centered. But then guess what? There's another person that has to decide yes or no, right? You're going to write the social media post. You're going to post it online. But guess what? The algorithm, (laughs) the freaking algorithm, right? So I think for me, right, so much of this conversation conversation is something that has naturally, I think challenge forces us to surrender and to come into full presence a little bit more because we realize that yes, it's us, but also we have to surrender and trust. And, and that's what you need to be able to be in the present moment, right? We can listen and be in the, in the present moment when we're not obsessed with the future or obsessed with the past, right? Of course we can dabble in and process the past. Of course we can plan for the future. Absolutely. Right. But are we spending, and this is a huge challenge, but I just feel like this is a word for you guys listening to this right now. Are you giving most of your energy to the present? Are you giving most of your energy to the present? Because that's where the magic happens. The magic happens in the present. It's the only thing that's guaranteed is what we have right now. This is the only thing that we have. And are you pouring 80% of your energy into your present? 10% into the past, because we want to learn from the past, right? 10% into the future, because we want to plan and vision for the future, right? But are you pouring 80% of your energy into the present? And if you aren't, why not? And how can you shift that? I maybe even ask yourself, what percentages am I living in right now? What percentage is in the past? What percentage is in the present? And what percentage of my energy is in the future? And do I want to shift that? Again, for me, I told you my optimal is 80 10, 10, but maybe yours is different. Maybe yours is like, no, I believe, but like your, your percentage can be different. Right. But I would love for you to let me know what's your percentage of what you want to be. And what's your percentage of how you're operating right now? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did ask that. What's that percentage of what you want to be operating with your energy and what percentage is it right now? Okay. And again, For me personally, and maybe for you, it's not God. A lot of my clients don't believe in God. Maybe for them, it's the universe or a higher power, right? But for me, it is God, right? And for me, that helps me be in full presence when I 
know that I can trust God with the future, that there's something else bigger out there than me that has my best interest at heart. Right. Okay. I know this guy went anywhere, everywhere, but I would love to hear from you what your biggest takeaway was from this. And I just want to thank you for listening, for tuning in, for being here with me. I'm so grateful for you. And honestly, I feel like, um, you guys and this amazing heart center community is really what helps me, um, be fully present because it's like, I so enjoy this. I so enjoy being present with you. You know, if you are looking for mentorship support, if you're looking for a coach who is heart centered, who's going to help you break your income ceiling, make more money this year, but from a place of massive heart, I would love to invite you into sell with heart next round starts in July, but my mentorship is sold out and always sells out in advance. And so now is the time to book a clarity call with me. If you're interested for a mentorship space for the second half of the year, because the next time I'll be opening up mentorship spots is in 2023, my loves 2023. So whether you are, um, still growing your business or maybe you're established and you're really feeling like it's time to grow and scale with group programs, with masterminds, right. With a team, with agency, I would say half of the women in sell with heart, a lot of my private clients return time after time. So I love it. So I can speak to who they are. Half of them are women that are coaches and half of them are women that are done for you. Providers, virtual assistants, website designers, all of that. And I love that, uh, mix of women. But what I would say is common between all of them is they're all there. They care massively about, about their clients, but guess what? They want to make an F ton of money. And if that's you, and if you're like, that's me, like, I want to make a ton of money. I want to make a huge impact, but also I care deeply about my clients. I care deeply about the work that I do. I want to be in integrity with my values. I would love to mentor you. I would love to coach you, whether you are brand new to me or whether you've been hanging around me forever. And you're just feeling in your heart that like, now is the time. The best thing to do is to book a clarity call a clarity call with me. Cause if you get that on the calendar in the next two weeks, and if you do decide to hop into the July round, then you get a bonus 75 minute intensive valued at a thousand dollars, um, to do in June before we get started in July. And so the cool thing about that is you and I are able to meet one-on-one and I'm able to, um, give you some direction, feedback, clarity, whatever you need to do. That's holding you back from more income in June so that you can hit the ground running for the second half of the year. And I love that this round's starts in July because I fully believe that your fall launch, your fall goals, your income for the second half of the year really is dictated by some of what you do this summer. It doesn't mean that you can't take time off for your family this summer. It doesn't mean that you can't, um, that you have to like be do anything crazy this summer, but it does mean that you need to be intentional. Right. And so I love, love being able to help you be intentional with your summer actions so that you can have your best fall, your best winter yet as we close out the year. Um, what the program includes is, um, pod calls. And so because these are, you become my private mentorship client, it's a mastermind, but you're also a mentorship client of mine. And so they're small pod groups, less than 10 women per pod. So that every week you're able to get your, to know your pod sisters really well. And I'm able to see and meet with you every week and give you feedback personally. Um, also we do trainings today and sell with heart. We just had a bonus training this morning with my beautiful COO Haley. We did a workshop on systems. So there's like bonus workshops. Also, um, we have a super active and engaged and beautiful Facebook group where you can post anything you want my support on. If you want me to review, you know, copy that you've created, if you want to, a lot of times my clients will like journal 
out a block on a word document, and then I'll like coach them back and forth right there. And so it's just my way to help you succeed and thrive and blow up your business this year. And I'm just so excited for the next round of women um, that will be joining us and are really ready to do business their way, to grow, to scale. So the topics that we cover are, of course, sales, of course, also money mindset, also team, um, but everything that's really going to help you, again, break your income ceiling. And I really feel like the best way to do that is with personal support, but also with training and curriculum. So if you know me, I have solid curriculum, solid trainings, but also just partnered with personal support, personal attention, personal coaching, right? So that you can hit your goals so that you can feel freaking good on the way to it, right? So that you can feel happy. You can feel supported as you're growing, as you're hitting it so that you can sustain and grow that success. Um, I will link you to a few podcast episodes from Sell With Heart alumni. Their success stories of that clients do amazing things, you know, filling their practices for the first time, but also like growing and scaling and launching and having multiple five-figure group program launches, growing and scaling their service-based um, businesses into agencies, like just truly incredible um, results. But also like the most important thing to me is just feeling seen and heard and celebrated for not just the business stuff, but all the life stuff that happens along the way. Um, just such a high vibe group of women. So if you're interested, the best way to, to find out more is to hop on a clarity call with me. Even if you're like, I'm not sure if I should do it this time or next round, just hop on a clarity call with me anyway. And I'd love to chat through it and answer any questions that you have. Again, like I'm not attached to you being a yes by the end of the call, but I am attached to you getting breakthrough in sales or money mindset, whatever it is that you're feeling stuck. And of course, I'll answer any questions you have about my mentorship, about so with heart. Um, and thank you. Um, just thank you. Just grateful for you and hope you have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. Okay. I think that's it. Bye my loves. Thanks for hanging out today. Please hit that subscribe button so you can make sure to stay updated anytime a new episode drops. And I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook community. It's called The Heart-Centered Entrepreneur. We discuss the podcast episodes. I regularly go live and do free trainings. And you may even meet your newest biz bestie. So you can join at heartcenteredcommunity.com. It's absolutely free. And I cannot wait to see you in there.